just in the everyday me and you. The good news is sure. This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Good News in Shoes. Hello, I'm Charles Stanley. God is amazing in so many ways. One that still leaves me in awe is the fact He's always available to us. When you listen to In Touch, I pray you're encouraged to spend quality time alone with God. We'll study His Word for ways to help you enjoy a more intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. We're always in touch when we walk close to God and understand His will for our lives. In Touch, heard daily at 8.05 a.m. and p.m. on WCNO. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. The Revealing Truth Radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. What you doing next Saturday? Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional. Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Myers today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. 
Are y'all having a good time in the uh, the uh, the Audacious Life series? It's just been a lot of fun putting it together. I uh, I'm really digging on the worship team, by the way. Can we just give the worship team a round of applause? Isn't that awesome? Uh, y'all ready to get into the word? Amen. Winston Churchill said this one time. He said, "History will be kind to me, for I intend to write it." Pretty bold statement, don't you think? Pretty audacious. History will be kind to me, for I intend to write it. In other words, he's talking about being the steward of his life. That nobody's going to pigeonhole him or determine who he is and what he's accomplished, but that he will set the pace for his own life. I mean, that's a pretty bold thing to say. Amen? Mm. I mean, what you do today determines your tomorrows. It determines what happens in your life tomorrow. Decisions that you make today affects how your day shapes up tomorrow. Uh, The things that you decided on today, the places you went today, they are a prerequisite to what takes place in your life tomorrow. Amen? I want to talk to you tonight about the word audacious. Everybody say audacious. Audacious. I wonder if I got any audacious people here tonight. About eight of you. Come on. Anybody trying to live the audacious life? I mean, sometimes it becomes something God never intended for it to be. And if we're not careful, we can secularize the gospel. We can Americanize the gospel. We, we kind of try to take the gospel and fit it into our expression of what American, what American citizenship is. You'll see that it gets filtered through our idea of liberty from the standpoint of being an American sometimes. And we can really make the gospel sometimes what it really is not just based on our perception of what freedom is or what liberty is. Huh? I mean, I know that God does not live in buildings tonight. Isn't that right? God lives in us. Huh? He lives in people. It's people that he's after. Our text tonight is in Joshua chapter 3 and verse 5. If you have your Bibles tonight, you can look over there. In Joshua chapter 3 and verse 5, we'll read from the word. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the lord will do wonders among you then niv says it this way joshua told the people consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the lord will do amazing things among you Hmm? my assignment tonight is to talk to you about being one decision away from the audacious life it's the audacious life that causes the amazing to take place come on amen let's pray Heavenly Father, I thank you tonight for the ability to preach and teach. I thank you for your anointing on this word. I thank you for entrance into every heart tonight. Father, we come into this place, God, to be transformed. Transform us with your truth. Father, put me on like a coat tonight and wear me. Father, let your words pierce our hearts. Quicken us, God. Brand us in your love and change us from the inside out. In Jesus' name. If you believe that, say amen. Mm. I'm going to touch the person next to you and say, you're one decision away from the audacious life. One decision away from the audacious life. In the year 1543, there was an amazing discovery that took place by this guy that was actually, he was a church administrator. He worked in a church. He was a young man. Uh, who studied hard and he came from an upper class family 
And they sent him off to Italy to be trained, not just as a lawyer, but sent him off to Italy to be trained in seminary. And he came back to his home in Nuremberg, Germany, where he became part of the church team and he worked in church administration. And his primary responsibility was to administrate the affairs of the cathedral that was in Nuremberg, Germany. He also um, had, his, uh, had a somewhat of a degree in law school, but he had a hobby and his hobby was astronomy. He liked to study the stars, he liked to study the sky, and he liked to map the systems that he could see. He was intrigued by the stars and by the planets. And this took place during a time in history when all of Europe was beginning to set sail, not just in the Mediterranean, but across the Atlantic, and sail across, land, sail across seas where you couldn't see land anymore for days on end. They would sail sometimes for weeks without seeing land. So this was a, a great time of exploration. It was a time when, when everything was kind of fresh and new, and people were moving out of the confines of Europe and, and looking for places that they considered to be uh, a new world. One of the things that guided early sailors when there was no land, how many know that they would go by, they would go by where the sun rose in the morning and set at night, and then at nighttime they would go by the celestial bodies in the heavens, they would map the stars, and they would chart, the, they would chart their self along the way by how the stars would look in heaven. They would read the stars so that they could navigate. And this guy that was the administrator, his name was Copernicus. Everybody say Copernicus. And Copernicus developed this theory called the Copernicum Theory. And this theory basically said that, and it's a theory that's affected all of our lives today. It's affected uh, how the world works economically. It's something that changed the shape of the world because for 5,000 years, people believed that the world was, was one way. But when he came up with this theory, when he proved this and got permission from all the powers that be in Europe and the Pope had to sign off of it before it would, come, uh, uh, before it would become accepted, up until the 16th century, everybody believed that the sun revolved around the earth. That's just what it was. That the sun rotated around the earth. And he came up with this theory, and he proved it by mapping the stars, that now, no, that's not true. The earth revolves around the sun. It really, literally changed all of history and changed all of science. And, and that's, what, that's the basis for a lot of the scientific things that we study about our solar system and the galaxies. I read today that they, they're seeing hundreds, even thousands more galaxies, not solar systems, galaxies beyond the Milky Way because they're able to see that far out now. It's just amazing to me how much is out there. Come on, amen. You say, well, Pastor, why is that such a big deal? Well, I'll tell you why it's a big deal because it's the first time in history that the human race figured out that the whole world does not revolve around them that they are not the center of their own universe. Up until then, everybody on planet Earth thought they were the center of the universe. And when they discovered that the Earth rotated around the sun and that the sun was the center of the solar system, and the solar system was not the center of the Milky Way, but there's actually a whole galaxy out there, and there's literally millions and millions of galaxies that make up the universe that are ever expanding, it became very apparent that they were not the center of the universe. How many of you know when you're born and you come into this world, we're, we're coming into this world as a baby and as we're raised into, the, into our home with our parents, our natural default position in life is to believe that we are the center of the universe, that everything revolves around us. My daughter Jessie's just five years old and as far as she knows, there's nobody more important than she is. And she will tell you that, you know? Her needs um, for her are the most important thing in her world. And she thinks everything revolves around, around her. She thinks she's the most important thing that's going on. 
and, uh, and she, she wants somebody paying attention to her all the time. And if she don't get somebody paying attention to her all the time, then she's screaming or yelling. If she don't get her way, she gets upset. And then we have to give her a little smack. Or Yeah, we spank our kids, by the way, just to let you know. I know that might upset some people, but I'm not trying to be political. We do spank our kids, and we do punish our kids because we want to teach them that they are not the center of their own universe. Come on, amen? Mm. But oftentimes, anybody that's got kids knows this. If they don't get their way, they will go to crying, and they get upset. Amen? And the problem is, is not that we only do that as we're babies, but we grow up with that mentality in our subconscious, and we carry that throughout our lifetime. We live with that because somewhere along the line, we may grow out of our diapers, but most of the time, we never grow out of our whining and our complaining. I know lots of people that are 60, 70, 80, 90 years old that still whine and complain about everything. No, you didn't hear me. Come on, amen. We all have something to be upset about from time to time. Y'all ain't got to be too quiet now. Mm. So lots of times we have grown out of diapers, but we have not grown out of whining. And when we don't get our way, because somehow we just believe that life is all about us, when we don't get our way and we don't, you know, we don't get to see what's in it for me, we have the what's in it for me attitude about everything, even our relationship in church, even our relationship with God, and, and, and how does it benefit me, how, does I, how do I get ahead in this, what's the blessing to my life, and I am the center of my own universe. I mean, you know, that, that's just kind of the way it is for everybody. Come on, whether you're in church or not, amen? Mm. And how many of you know that if you are the center of your own, own universe, then you really live in a very small universe? Amen. Not a whole lot to it. I'm not trying to insult you. I'm just trying to be real with you tonight. Amen. Look at the person next to you and say, I think he's talking about you tonight. <laughs> so when Jesus shows up in Matthew chapter 419, Jesus came and he begins to introduce his earthly ministry, which is really about revealing the kingdom of God. And I don't want to mess with your theology too much, but how many of you know when they talk about Jesus, when he said that I came to seek and to save that which was lost? How many know that which was lost is not people? He didn't say I came to seek and to save those who were lost. He said I came to seek and to save that which was lost. And what was lost was his kingdom. So Jesus didn't come back just to save you and I. He came back to restore a kingdom that would give you entrance into it, which by default would save you. Amen. But he came, come on now, he came to restore the kingdom. Because yeah. Adam lost the kingdom. Right. Is that all right? Amen? Amen. And then he said this in chapter 4, verse 19. He said to them, follow me. Say that with me. Follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Hmm? It really doesn't matter what's on the end of that, fishers of men. He's trying to give them their assignment on earth and, and, and trying to help them reach people. And this is the assignment for them because they're going to be great disciples and great apostles in the kingdom. But watch this. Here's the principle that he lays out for all of us. He said, if you follow me, I can make you. I can, everybody say it with me. I can make you. But I can't make anything that ain't following in other words, you can't really become what you are destined to be if you're not following. Amen. Come on, amen? So the precondition or the prerequisite to living your destiny or understanding what you were created for is that you have to learn to be a follower first. If you can't learn to be a follower, then you can't become what God wants you to become. Amen? You have to position yourself. Somebody say position myself. You have to position yourself as a follower of Jesus Christ. Is that all right? 
Mm-hmm. He said it again in Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. He makes this statement, and it has eternal, consequence, eternal consequences. And he says this to a group of people. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Come after me. Somebody said one time to me, Pastor, say, how do you know to say take up your cross and follow me when he ain't been to the cross yet? Well, in that day and age, it was a euphemism. Because in that day and age, a lot of people got crucified. And on the way to their crucifixion, they would have to carry the instrument of their crucifixion on their back. So when Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me, what he was saying was, you got to die to yourself. you got to die to yourself. In other words, you can't live your life for yourself. If you're going to follow me, you got to live your life for me. Come on, amen. Hmm? So now the question needs to be asked, who is following who? Who is following who? Because if we're not careful, ladies and gentlemen, we will develop a theology, especially in this Americanized culture that we live in, where we just fall in love with Jesus and want to attach Jesus to our life and make him some kind of apparel. Or we just want to be, have Jesus here. We don't want to follow him. We want Jesus to be with us. Come on, help me. Amen. We, we put on certain things. We attach it to our wagon. Wherever our wagons are going, we sort of just put Jesus in the wagon and pull him along with us because we want to be socially acceptable. We want to fit in. We want to make sure we go to heaven when we die. And somehow we want to make sure we did the Jesus thing so we tag Jesus onto the end of everything we do. Is that too much truth too fast? Is everybody all right? Mm-hmm. And eventually what happens when we do that is Jesus becomes a means to a blessing and he becomes a means to our happiness. Come get Jesus. Feel better about yourself. Come get Jesus. He'll take care of you. Come get Jesus. Get the bless. It's weekend all the time, baby. Just get you some Jesus. And somehow when we do that, instead of us following him, we position our lives for Jesus to follow us. Mm. Can I just tell you this? That is not in your Bible. It's not found within Scripture. That's not the kingdom of God. And that's not the Jesus that you and I as believers have been called to serve tonight. Because Jesus doesn't follow me. I follow Jesus. My destiny is found by me following Him. And Jesus didn't come into my life for the sole purpose to make me feel better and make me comfortable. He came into my life to form it and to, and to transform it into the purposes that He set me for so that I could live the assignment that He put on me. Come on, amen? Mm-hmm. The reality is is that when we see people that really know how to follow Jesus, when we see people that live that life that is sold out to Christ, we oftentimes, because we have a religious Americanized sense of what Christianity is, we oftentimes think them people are just audacious and bold and radical. Them radical Christians, them people are radical down there at True Church. Stay away from that place. Radical. Audacious. Hmm? That's just too bold. God don't want you to be that bold. I had a pastor one time tell me, he said, don't never go out to eat with me and witness to the waitress. I said, well, I'm going to be going out to eat with you then. Because that's one of my most fun things I like to do. (laughs) I have a good time with it. And I've been pretty successful at it too. I got, I tell him, isn't that right, Ed? It was my realtor for three years. I finally got him saved when he was showing me a house one time. He's been in church now for three years. Audacious. Bold. Somebody shout bold. 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 
Mm-hmm. How many how many know when you talk about a Christian being an audacious Christian, basically you mean by that that they're more just more love in love with Jesus than you are? That's just another way to say that they really are sold out and they really are in love with Jesus. That somehow something has happened in their life that allows them to be more expressive about their relationship. That allows them to live their life fearless. Not worried about what other people think or what other people say. That they're not worried about how people might look at their devotion to the Lord. Or how they honor God with their worship. Or how they move in the church. Come on. And sometimes people that, 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 that are saved that don't know how to live that fearless life. When they get around somebody that's audacious they get very uncomfortable they don't like it it makes them feel kind of uncomfortable well it's okay just get uncomfortable it's good for you it's like eating peas I hate peas but they're good for you I don't like broccoli and cheese either that's just disgusting to me but people love that I don't get it Listen to me, living in the kingdom of God is not about lounging around in a lazy boy chair. It's about the assignment that God has put on your life and your destiny. Your life as a believer was meant to be lived audaciously, fearlessly before the Lord. Hmm? I just believe God's looking for some people that will just get uncomfortable and say, God, I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. Huh? I'm going to live the audacious life. I wonder if I got anybody here tonight to say, that's me, Pastor. I'm going to live that life. Mm-hmm. Because, listen, it's only the audacious people that can change a city. Christians that are comfortable will never change a city. Christians that are comfortable will never change a community. Christians that are comfortable will never win their neighborhood. Christians that are comfortable might attend church regularly, but they won't make a difference. It really takes people to live the audacious life if they're going to make a difference in somebody's life. Amen? And I'm not talking about just being saved here. We're not talking about salvation here. I'm talking about your destiny. There is absolutely nothing that you can do in of yourself to save yourself. This isn't about religious duty and it's not about religious obligation. Christianity is not about you doing something. It's about how you live your life. Huh? Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Revealing Truth Radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support.
what you doing next Saturday? Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional. Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Meyer's today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. Hi, I'm Pastor Tina Cook, and I would like to invite you to our awesome True Life Inner Healing Group every other Saturday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. If you are in need of a touch, a word, or a healing from Jesus Christ, this is the place to be. Every group, we have a God encounter. I love the presence of God, but even more, I love watching Him instantly transform your life. It's a fact that your life will never be the same. For the next group date, check out our website at mytruthchurch.com. And you can also check out my testimony at tinacook.org. So come, join me every other Saturday at 9 a.m. and come expecting. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.